Welcome to the Bruins Brenders Podcast, episode five in season two, Is It Written in the Stars with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink and download the new inside the rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone and now smitty has a quick word from show sponsor and friends of inside the rink bet us bet us has your nhl nba ufc pga and yes nfl betting lines up for their 28th year of live betting Sign up at BetUS.com with the promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is B-E-T-U-S.com. And use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win. You get paid. BetUS.com. <laughs> in your futures, your futures bets... Uh, looking pretty good. Yeah, let's keep let's games. keep racking up those points. You know what else? We turned a turned a terrible terrible night into a into a W a little bit. Smitty had a couple of bets at the Patriots game. Did he? Oh, that's right. That's right. You did. And that's I hit on did. both of them. I had uh, over under half a touchdown Jacoby Myers. Boom. And Boom. over under half a touchdown Ramondre Stevenson. Boom. Boom. The two yeah. touchdowns they scored were my guys. <laughs> win win. Let's go. I mean, at the time it was fourteen to ten, and we were jumping all over each other. Yeah. And you were rich, and yeah, and you know, and then great. and then everything fell apart. Yeah, everything fell went apart, all downhill. But it's been uphill for your Boston Bruins. It certainly has. And we segue into the past week, which had three wins. And on uh, October twentieth, a two to one win over Anaheim and a shootout. Um, didn't really think the Bruins played that badly early. The power play was struggling still, but Taylor Hall was the story. He had a goal and then the shootout winner. It was a really sleepy game, but they get the two points and run. Yeah, absolutely. You take the two points, two points and run. And, and Taylor Hall was a story. He was, he was excellent in that game and, and is putting himself, uh, you know, a nice little stretch together here. Oh, he is. He, he's uh, you know he's got four goals and he's he's got game winners in the last three yep. wins and uh, you know he's he's really coming along and they really had to have him do that with the other left wing, Brad Marchand out. So it's been good for for the Bruins and for Taylor Hall. Then on October the twenty second, a four to three win in overtime over the Wild. Started out a little slow again, but gave up a real shit goal <laughs> less than two <laughs> minutes in. Um, but rebound to, to lead after one on goals by Felino and Pasternak in the second. They go up 3-1 to one on a Lindholm snipe, and it looks a little rosy until they stop playing. And then the Wild <laughs> get one back on a Boldy power play goal. Uh, Boldy, my my little future's prediction of yeah. 40 goals is, is coming along. Sure is. Uh, and they look to tie it on another Boldy goal, but ruled correctly that he kicked it in. In the third, the Bruins kill off three consecutive penalties, and that was a huge part of the game. Absolutely was. Um uh, including two partial five-on-threes, only they have the ice tilt from Minnesota, and Spurgeon scores on a backhander to tie it with three at three with under two, uh, under five minutes to go. Uh, finally, in the OT, the Bruins were able to capitalize on a power play of their own and Pasta with a great backhand feed through the slot to Hall with 10 seconds left. One-timer wins it. Um, you know, don't, they, they do give up multiple goal leads here and there. 
Uh, and this was a really good matinee game. The two teams really played well, and it was a really good intensity to the game. Usually, this is a sleepy game. Yeah. Uh, but two good teams. Minnesota really, you know, needed a win, wanted a win, yeah. played hard, and and the Bruins get the W. Yeah, it was good resiliency, I thought, by the Bruins after they did give up the multiple goal leads to kind of battle back there. Um, you know, because Minnesota had the ice kind of tilted, you know, with the multiple penalties the Bruins had in the third. And then they, you know, they scored to cut it, cut into the lead in the second and then tie it in the third and seemed to have all the momentum. Um, so the Bruins should, showed some good resiliency to uh, to get the win uh, in OT. They, they did. And then uh, last night, uh, October 25th, 3-1 to win over Dallas, another really good team from the West. Um, the Bruins now, I believe, are five and zero against the West or something like that. I mean, they've won, they've beaten every Western Conference team that they played. Uh, they start six and one for the first time since sixty nine seventy, a year they won the Stanley Cup. Um, and Allmark, uh, good again. He's been really good, five and zero. Um, Stars had a great effort after back to back. They lost to Ottawa the night before, but they played really well. I thought, and uh, right from the get go, and the mm-hmm. Bruins survived a not so great third. They get the win against a really another really good team. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's really not much bad you can say. I mean, they're stacking up wins uh, with a shorthanded lineup against against good teams. You know, they beat a Florida team early uh, earlier in the year that was good. This mm-hmm. Dallas team's good. Um, you know, they've had some good wins against some some good teams. You know, Minnesota was a was a real good team last year. So uh, yeah, I mean, really nothing bad you can say. Keep bank, keep banking the points. Um, yeah. and it looks like there may be some, some good news on the horizon. Man, it does look like there's some good news on the horizon. And, uh, and of course, Charlie McAvoy last night on the broadcast mm-hmm. was talking about how he was feeling better and really didn't commit to anything, but looks like he's on track to come back at, you know, relatively soon. So, mm-hmm. so that was good as well. Seven Sherps time sponsored by Lobs Brewing. Lobs is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It is open seven days a week and you can use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsbrewing.com and follow them at Lobs Brewing on social media Chirp number one, the Bruins are the only sports team out there, or one of the only sports teams out there, I should say, that do not have a Hall of Fame. Shouldn't they? <laughs> they absolutely should. I mean, it's a I mean, joke that they don't. strange, isn't it? It's a joke that they don't. It really is. I, I'm not sure I, I, why they don't. Yeah, I mean, I... Well, I know why they don't. You got, you know, the Jacobs would have to pay for it yeah spend, you spend a little money you have to yeah. be a hockey fan of some sort as an owner right to, to really relish in the tradition of the team yeah um but the original six and the and the, you know the the amount of you know great players through history and in all the great moments i mean they could have a killer hall of fame yeah they i mean and they really should they really should without a doubt i mean bobby Orr is arguably one of the you know top three players in in the history of the game and you don't have a hall yeah. of fame I mean, Ray Bork is one of the best defensemen of all time. You know, you have two of the best defensemen of all time that played for your franchise. And not to mention, you know, all the history that goes back, you know, the first original six team and all that. Like, I just, I just, I don't understand it. I don't know why. I, you know, other than the reasons that you said. (laughs) Right. 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 I mean, Willie O'Ree. I mean, you have. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really, I mean, it's, it's really a travesty. 
We should we should start a we should start I think a campaign. We're campaigning on social media. I think I think we I think we are start. I think we I think we should. We're gonna do, we're gonna do has, hashtag Bruins H O F, and we're just gonna go. Where's the Bruins H O F? Where's the Bruins H O F? Yeah, and we're just gonna start a campaign and get all yeah. sorts of people on board. Maybe every maybe when we live tweet from now on, it's gonna be Where's Bruins H O F? Yes, and yes. NHL Bruins. Yes, we're we're doing that because yeah. I, they should have it. It would be really really cool. I mean, they could really make it really cool. Um. So I, I think I think we're on that for sure. Yeah. Uh, seven. Uh, no, no, uh, chirp number uh, two. Yeah. Top three and bottom three retros. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> do you have pictures of them? I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you what I do like, and I, I, I'm with you on this one. I do like the simple. I like the Maple Leafs one look pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like simple logo. I like the let's, simple let's, ones. Let's, let's tell you what. The, I, you know what? Stay within the color parameters. Like yeah. All that stuff. So you know. I'll t- I'll tell you ones uh, that I do like. I like the Colorado one because it's simple, mm-hmm. but it's the Colorado Mountain with the Colorado C, yes. the old school I like C. I yeah. like the San Jose Sharks one that looks like the old California Golden Seals yes, one. I like that one. So I'm that's I'm really a fan cool. of that one. And then I'll yep. throw I'll throw in one that's uh, just like a a random. I like the Florida one with the palm tree and the hockey stick. That's like a powder okay. blue. Yeah. I like that. Whatever it, go, it goes with Florida powder blue. You know blue skies. Give me the you know, the palm tree and the hockey stick. I like that one too. You know what, you know, and then three that I don't like, I don't like the Bruins one really. Right. Sorry to say, I'm not a fan of the Pooh Bear logo. Um, the Canadians one powder blue with the Canadians. Yeah. Get out of here. I'm a fan of that one. Yeah. Leave. And then, and then the the Detroit Red Wings one basically says Detroit with yeah. all red and like four black stripes on it or something. Yeah. It basically looks like the Chicago Blackhawks one. Yeah. It's the same friggin' motif. Yeah. It's the same I, thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not fans of those. No. And you know what I don't like? I, I don't like that old, uh, what is it, probably mid, mid-90s Capitals thing. Oh, no, I don't, I'm not like, a fan I don't, of that. Go to the old school Capitals, please. Like, I don't like that mid, anything that looks like futuristic or too busy. I'm just not a fan. Yeah, of, people say they Vegas. like Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is okay. Yeah, I like Kings, Vegas. I like the crown. And the I like the, I like the Kings one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like don't the like the like the, the Robo Penguin people that's saying the Robo. Yeah. Like I don't not a fan of that. Yeah, no, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't. I don't like that. I love the Jets. I mean, the Jets, the old yeah. school Jets thing yeah. is nice. Um, but yeah, the the Canadians in the in the powder blue was a stretch. Yeah, um, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I I don't like that at all. So. Um, yeah, so that's our take on on retros, and I'm not spending the two sixty. Was it two hundred sixty dollars for a retro Bruins jersey? I saw that on Twitter. We yeah. got we got locked into like a, a <laughs> like a tweet that we get tagged in. Yeah, we did. We, get, we have forty five thousand replies to. Yeah, and my phone kept you know going off every five seconds yeah. uh, of people bitching about the uh, retro jerseys. So uh, I'm not getting one. All right, uh, chirp number three, Phil Kessel. He is the new NHL Ironman, 990th straight game. Scores his 400th goal. Is Phil Kessel in the Hall of Fame? Yes. I I think you have to say yes. You you would go yes. Two cups. Two cups, 400 goals, uh, Ironman streak. I mean. He will get to. He's a a very underrated playoff performer. Oh, he is. 
He is. He He's had 20-plus points in both of those cup runs, the back-to-back cups. Yeah, won. I believe he, if he's not a point a game in the playoffs, he's close. He's close, yes. He he is a – and he was excellent in 2013. The yeah, Toronto he was. Series. Sure. Yeah. Should have – you know, he mm-hmm. was probably would have been the star of the game if they won that game that they blew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Kessel is uh, just one of those guys that kind of like, kind of like Pavelski, kind of like you know, guys that just uh, produce, you know. And uh, he had a bad year last year, but he did have forty-four assists. I saw he had eight goals, really? but he had forty-four assists. I mean, and he's just—he's a good get for Vegas at a, at a million and a half a year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think if he can play, he's only thirty-five. I mean, he could play another couple of years. He's going to get over a thousand points. He's gonna have the two cups, and um, you know I think I think he gets over that thousand threshold, and yeah, I think he I think he should be in. I really do. Yeah, I, I really think so. Um, all right, chirp four. Brandon Carlo with his fifth documented co- concussion since April of 2017. Couldn't see out of his left eye initially. That is not good. No, it's not good at all. And no. and I I. So I, when he got hit, I instantly, like he looked jarred and I'm like that, it, that's going to, you need to look into that. Cause that didn't mm. look good. Like he, no, he looked out of it for a second. He did. Uh, right after the hit. Cause I don't think he saw it coming or didn't see the force of it coming. No. And, um, it didn't look good. And the fact that he said that he couldn't see out of his eye initially is scary. It is because I, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, he's concussed. But, like, mm. the whole the whole thing about, like, I all of a sudden you can't see and, st- like, that's... Yeah, that's... that's... You know, that happened to Savard. That happened to Mark Savard where he went, like, blind in an eye, you know, on one of those concussions. Yeah. And you could tell if you look back at the video of Carlo gets his head smashed against the glass. And then he's standing there and he kind of, like, shakes his head like you can only oh, yeah. see, like, I'm trying to see. Like, yeah. but then, to his credit, he skates back into the play. Like yeah, I mean, hockey smokes. players are they're they're a different like, breed. Moly. They are a and different then he breed. Comes back in ten days, yeah, like ten days, he's back. Yeah, and he plays nineteen minutes last night. Plays well, two block shots. Yeah, like, and you could say we will about Carlo not being as physical as people want him to be, and he struggled at times, and and you know had the problems with Cassidy and all that stuff. But you can't you can't question his toughness now. No, I mean, no, you really goodness. can't like that. That surprised me some that he came back so quickly. Like, I think if Cassidy's here in the state of mind he was last year, he doesn't come back that quickly. I no, really don't play so. I, 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 you're probably right. I just I feel like the people at the end did not want to play for Cassidy. They weren't having fun at all. It wasn't no. fun to come to the rink, even though they were yeah. doing well for the they most were. part. Yeah. It wasn't fun to come to the rink. People didn't enjoy playing so mm. you know you get an injury or something you're not why would you rush back if you don't enjoy right. coming to the rink mm-hmm. so uh yeah i think it's a, you know it's a new environment you know everybody has kind of a new lease on life everybody's enjoying it you know things are going well so far so mm-hmm. you know all those factor into uh you know people are itching to get back into the lineup i i do see a, a, a difference in the way he's playing this year and that i can tell if carlo's playing well offensively more than defensively. Like if he's like gets the puck, moves it quickly, makes a strong decision, quick decision, uses the skating ability to get the puck, you know, advanced Mm -hmm. that, that to me tells me he's playing confidently. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. If he's engaged, you know, if he's engaged, yeah. whatever. But offensively, if he's doing that type of thing, he's playing well. Like he's feeling it. Yeah. And I thought that last night there were instances where he advanced the puck, skated, you know, skated yeah. it freely, gave it to the next guy, like made the right choice, and just looked like he had a spring in his step. Well, he had the he had the fake shot at the blue line and then walked around that right, guy and and, and right. moved in and had a great shot. I think it was like low yeah. blocker. Yeah. Uh, that you know, the, the goalie had to fight off. So, right. uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, this system from Montgomery, you know, Clifton's have having a resurgence, you know, he had four he assists and he's yeah. been playing really well, you yeah. know, engaged physically, you mm-hmm. know, step sticking up for himself. He had a hit last night and then a fight. Um, mm-hmm. and he's been playing really well. You know, you still see the, you know, occasional turnover and stuff, but the cliffy hockey, in this system, it kind of lends itself to it. it. Works, like, like it? Yeah. you know, they like take the puck and go, man. If you can right. go, go. Right. You know, if you can jump up in the play, jump up in it. So yeah. I think, um, but now people realize that you're going to do that instead of right. <laughs> instead right. of the last right. few years, people weren't expecting you to do it, and you're doing it, and then right. everybody gets caught. Now right. that people know that that's part of the system, you know, right. he can do that with a little True. more f- freedom, and people right. can, you know. Cover for him and, and, yeah. and or whatever. So that's, um, a, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's it's true. If that's the system, if that's allowed in the system, that that's a good point. That that's probably you know allows him to play more freely, and it allows his partner to know that oh, Cliffy's going to be all over the place. I'm going to yeah. be ready for this. You know what I mean? So, but he, I'll tell you what. And Montgomery said it yesterday. He just has a knack for punishing hits. And he's not that big of a guy. No. Like, he just doesn't, he just looks like an average looking defenseman. Yeah. And he's out there and he hits people squarely. Like, he lays the lumber. Um, all right. Chirp five. Matt Grizzlick has returned and is back to his old form. Looks really good. Nice to see from Matty Grizzlick. It is nice to see. And, and he's another guy who ab- absolutely can benefit from the new system. You know, he's a sure. puck mover, he's a skater. Um, you know, he likes to jump up in the play too. He's had some you know, highlight real moves and such when he's jumped up in the play and, in, in, you know, games past and seasons past when he's dangled through guys and, and fed people or, or scored goals. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it, I think it lends itself perfectly to him. You know, the only thing that you, that you want there is him to be smart defensively. He's good positionally defensively. He just has to worry about, you know, going to the corners and, and getting banged on and, and maybe trying to be a little bit smart there about, you know, you don't have to be always the first guy in, you know, sometimes you can, you know, take an angle or something, you know, you get to the puck at the same time. So you don't take the bang and then strip the guy of the puck and, and so forth. So I I think as long as he's smart that way and can stay in the lineup, you know, he's, he's going to be a huge benefit to the team. Well, when your shoulder's banged up, sometimes you're not that nimble. You know what I mean? And last year he probably took some hits because his shoulder's banged up and he can't really move that well and so forth. But what I like about Grizzlick is he has eight, he has eight shots on goal, so he gets the puck through in his, in his three games. He has three assists, assisted on the, the game one yesterday from Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he has a knack for sort of getting the puck through. Like he'll do a – he'll skate – you know, laterally and kind of flip it on. He, he's one of the better ones on the team, honestly, 
yeah. maybe the best best one on the team at getting the puck through and finding a way to, you know, finding the right time to shoot it and get it on the goal or near the goal. And um, he's starting he's starting to do that again. So uh, that's how I can tell that Grizzlick is is playing well as the skating ability, obviously, but also being able to get the puck through from the point. So he's uh, you know he's been he's been good. He's another guy who had some issues. You know, not as vocal himself, but there were rumors that he had some issues with Cassidy and um, maybe hindered his play too. But he's playing pretty freely here as well. So, uh, chirp six, Brad Marchand returning sooner than expected. Possibly, I'm hearing maybe Tuesday at Pittsburgh. Wow. So that's, 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 um, you know, November 1st as opposed to Thanksgiving. Uh, so my questions to you are one, what happens at left wing? And two, who goes down? It's Pavel Zaka. Pavel Zaka goes down. Really? Yeah. Oh, down the list. I mean, down. I mean, off the roster. Oh, off the roster. Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah, he's not off the roster. <laughs> I was like, really? Um, yeah. I mean, Studnik is the one not getting any time. So, right. I mean, I feel like it's it's going to be him. I no, mean, he's on a two, isn't he on a two way now and one way next year? I but don't I think he still goes through waivers. I think he does have to pass through. Yeah. So, so there's some yeah. there's a chance somebody could claim him. I'm not sure if there's anyone on the current roster who they could send down that doesn't have to pass through. Right. I think it's because Greer's a one way deal. Frederick, uh, has to pass. Right. Um, Strawman does strong. So there's like, you know, Stadnik is the, the one guy that they have that's scratched because they sent Lauko down today. Right. So there really isn't an option for when he comes back. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say it's Studnika. I, mean, I don't I think would, anybody's going to claim him. I and think if they it, do. God bless. Him. I mean, I think it's. I think it's him. And I think you know, if he gets claimed by somebody, he can get a chance at the NHL level. Great, great. You know, good for him. But uh, I'm not sure he will. Um, he obviously was very disappointing in the in the one game that he did have, um, which is why he hasn't gotten back in the lineup because it was a right. You know, by all True. accounts, it was it was a bad game all the way around. Sure. sure. Um, but yeah, I think Marshawn takes his spot on the first first wing uh first line left wing uh hall stays with with Krejci and Pasternak because you know they've been hot they've lately been and yep. you move Zaka down into Frederick's spot and Frederick mm-hmm. uh Zaka Coyle Smith and then mm-hmm. uh you know Felino Nosek Greer Frederick yeah. gets in occasionally yeah Right. Or, or, you know, they rotate those guys through, you know, the Fredericks, the Greers, the Smiths, the Laucos, so, yeah. you know, the Laucos, if he comes yeah. back up. So, um, I think that's yeah. probably, probably what will happen when, when they need to make room for Martian. Yeah. I think the, the Zaka was the one guy on the Krejci line that really wasn't playing great. And I think now the Hall's on there. I mean, he has some really good chemistry. I mean, he needs a playmaking center. We've been saying this. Yeah. Like he needs a, he can't play with Coyle. No. Because Coyle just is not going to set him up. I mean, look at the goals Hall has scored. I mean, it's just setups. Like they're just good players setting him up for, for opportunities. And it's really rejuvenated him. I mean, he's playing extremely well. He, you know, could tell he, he likes to play with Parsonak and Krejci. Yeah. So that's definitely, and that's as good a second line as there is. I mean, that's a really good second line. Um, that's that's elite players on your second line. So that really is a game changer, and it's a something that separates you from other teams is having a second line like that. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to see is Coyle um, give you a little more. I saw that he plays – he's played the second uh, most shifts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there was Bergeron 189 and then Coyle at 170 and then Pasternak at 166. I think that the reason is I think they're just not playing Krejci a ton. I think they're picking their spots for Krejci. Coyle so gets no penalty kill shifts down. too that Krejci doesn't get. Kills. Yeah. Right. He has, yeah. So I think that that, you know, they've been in the kill a lot and Coyle gets a lot of kills and stuff. And, you know, the thing about Coyle is he, he I don't think he's playing badly, but he's just a 40-point guy. You know what I mean? And that's, this is who he is. This is who he is. So at five and a half or whatever million dollars a year, boy, that's a little steep. Yeah. I mean, he shows, he shows flashes and you're just like, just do that. Like, like, you know, instead of trying to, you know, come down and dangle guys or get it to the boards and hold it and wait for, like he, he attacked the net. He toe drags a guy, you know, the yes. shot gets blocked, but, you know, it was a great move. And, and you know, he almost, you know, almost got a chance to, to score there. Like, I I really wish he had more of a shoot mentality or a get the puck to the net mentality rather right. than, like, holding it on the outside. Like, hold it, but take it to the net when you're holding it. Mm-hmm. Like, create some havoc. Bring right. it to the net front and throw it on the net and then let, you know, let your other third-line guys crash. Let, like, right. I think Smith would score goals off of that. Like if he, think, if I he just so took coil to the, you know, coil took the puck to the net Smith's, you know, he has a pretty good nose for the, for the puck in, in mm-hmm. rebound situations and so forth. Um, and he has a good shot. So I think if he just worked more on doing that, that I think that line could be more effective. Yeah, I think so too. And he, he loves to possess the puck and doesn't give it up, you know, so easily, but like you, I, I like him to be a little more aggressive toward the net uh, and help them out there. Maybe having someone like Zaka, another offensive guy, could help. Maybe, uh, you know, a guy like Frederick's kind of holding him back because once you make your play, I mean, is Frederick going to bury that? or Probably not. Um, trip 7, big stretch of games coming up. After uh, the Red Wings at home, there's a really tough stretch of four road games. Can the Bruins sustain this? Uh, probably not to this level because I don't. I don't think anybody can. They'd go. They'd go. What like seventy and twelve or something? Like they can't. They can't keep that up. But uh, but um, you know, I I mean, we both said when they have their full complement of players, if they stay healthy, they're going to be a very difficult team for for other teams to handle. And I still no, think that's true. So I think. Um, I, and especially with the way their depth is playing, so um, you know. As long as that stuff keeps up and they can stay healthy, uh, my one caveat would be Swayman needs to get his act together. So, you know, Almar can't be playing every game. Like, no, you're going to wear him no. out. So, yeah. Swayman needs to go in and Swayman needs to play better. So, if he's not going to play better, then you're not going to be able to sustain it because you just can't right. have Almar play all the time. Right. Um, so, that's my, that's my one caveat about, you know, maybe they can't sustain it because Swayman's you know, in a little bit of a slump right now. Yeah. And he needs to get better. And there's a big decision coming up at the end of the year with him because he's an RFA and you have to decide, I'm sure it's a bridge deal coming because there's just not a lot of money around the league. And I'm sure he's going to have to settle for maybe a, a one year deal or something or other. I don't know. Probably be but, two, probably be two, you know, a two, two year deal. But some of the backups, I saw a backup. Uh, then we see a backup recently get 2.2 million or whatever. And so, it's not going to be, I mean, you can't give him 4 million bucks a year and have the other guy making five. I mean, it's a little, especially in your cap situation. So I'm, I'm interest, interested to see how he responds one and then what they'll do at the end of the year with him. If uh, he doesn't really respond 
So, yeah, because you have some options as goaltending, you know, for in the system, you have, you know, Kaiser, you have some options there. Yeah. I mean, they signed Kincaid who has NHL. He's been good. Yeah. yeah NHL time. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. that might be an option down the line if, if Swayman, you know, kind of can't find his way out of this. Right. All right. So time now for the beauties and benders for this week. And we start with the beauties and number three, Connor Clifton. He's good now. They're going to love you. Eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. <laughs> he, uh, we've retired the whipping boys segment and Connor Clifton was the happiest guy in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah maybe we, thing. maybe we were dragging him down. Maybe, maybe it wasn't we Cassidy. Were, maybe it was us. It was me. It was my fault. Cool. I'll, I'll take full responsibility. It was. I'll take full responsibility. I'm a bender. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, call myself out for that. And, uh, you know, my apologies, Connor. Uh, keep up the good work. Yeah. He's, he, like we said, physical, probably the most physical defenseman they have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Playing pretty well offensively, like yeah. moving the puck and, you know, doing really good things, playing a lot of minutes, you know, just really has stepped up when they've needed him to with McAvoy out. And then Grizzlick was out early and then Carlo was out for a bit. And so he's, he's been really, really good minus, you know, what, you know, the Ottawa game was as a outliner because it, they, the whole team kind of sucked. Yeah, they did. And that was a terrible game. But other than that, you take that game out, and he's been he's been really good. Uh, beauty number two, we have David Parsonark with 12 points. Going to love you, eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. Yeah, or until you get $11 million a year. Yeah. Uh, five goals, seven assists in seven games for Pasternak. What is he top 2, 3 in the league in points right yeah, now? He's, he he must be top 2 or 3. Right? I think I'll the last I I think at the last I looked, I I don't know who I think uh who was first. Was it uh I don't know if it was McDavid or not. Somebody was first with 12 and Pasternak tied them the last oh, it's I saw. Nishushin. Nishushin oh, Nishushin. Has Nishushin. And Panarin has 12 and Brat. Yes, for Brat. Yes, for Brat. Okay. Yeah, has 12. So, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's right there. Top, top point getters in the league and, and, yeah. uh, you know, playing well with, uh, yeah. with Krejci and, and that was uh, just an unbelievable one time on last night, that goal. Oh my God. That, um, goal. that, that puck was hammered, hammered was into right the, in the perfect right spot. spot. And, and from to be able to take a one time from kind of behind you and to the right yep. and get that much on it and put it in that spot is just a very, very rare feat. That's why you have to pay the man because you do. goal scorers like that, you can't find them. There's not many guys in the league that could take that pass and convert the way that he did. No. And you've been right all along. Like you can't, the guys like him don't grow on trees. No. And you can't, you've been right along. It's just, that's that he is one of, there's not many guys who score that goal. No. In the league, it's not many, and I don't know one timer like that, and make it look so easy. Like when he shot it in from the angle it came in real time, I'm like, oh, okay, I, they got him in the right spot. Then I looked at the replay, I was like, oh my god, he put that on a friggin' dime. Yeah, like oh my god, like that's like there's only one spot to score there, and he he hit it. He hit it. Yep. Like it's just it's just unbelievable. But yeah, he's at uh, 12 points, and uh, Valerie Nascution with 12 points and Panarin and Jesper Bratt. Jesper Bratt with nine assists. Yeah, he's a pretty good air. little player. He, he is Bratt a good is. player. He is. Yeah. Um, all right, and then beauty number one, Linus Almark is 5-0. Oh. Gonna love you, eh? 
they're going to be loving you from dawn until dusk. Yeah, I, I mean, Ollie has been just, I mean, he was excellent yesterday against Dallas, and he was excellent against Minnesota when mm-hmm. they, those teams are really surging and trying to score and desperate. He was making saves, like, and making them look easy. Kind of reminded me of Tuca a bit with the way, the ease he was making some saves and just being positionally sound and uh, not giving up many rebounds, like just being just really, really good and solid. Um, and there were some times the Bruins turned the puck over and, and Dallas has some chances and point blank. Yeah. And he made some really, really great saves. Yeah. It's the timely save for me. Like he's made some, yeah. he's made some big saves at, at really big times, um, that could have changed momentum in games. Uh, right. there was one in particular, I believe it was a one, one game. They give up a breakaway. He makes a save. The Bruins mm-hmm. go down to score not long after that and, and end up winning the game. You know, there's times like that where you just, he comes up with a big save at a big moment. And, um, you know, when you really need a save, you know, Cassie used to say it all the time, could have used a save there. So, uh, (laughs) and, and he's been giving them those saves in those type of situations. So, uh, yeah, Linus, uh, definitely deserves the, uh, the number one beauty spot. Yeah. the saves that Swayman just didn't make in, in Ottawa, like that, that's, you know, that's what I was saying. Ottawa comes out gangbusters, obviously that game and Swayman didn't make a couple early. And yeah. sometimes that changes the whole landscape of the game. Sure. And, um, has been able to do that to keep the Bruins in it. Um, all right. Bender's time now. And in our number three bender of the week is Jack Stanicka. I'm a bender. <laughs> Jack, poor Jack. I, I just, I just don't see the enamor with Jack Stadnika and people, fans, just you know, say he's getting a raw deal, saying that he's not given a chance. I had a, there was a guy on Twitter the other day I saw that said they got to give him fifteen games. And you wanted him to play fifteen games the way he played the last game, where he had eight, who had eight minutes, two penalties, and he just played terrible hockey you and he was on he was on the ice for a goal against too so he was yes. a minus one in eight minutes and took yes. two penalties right and you want that for 15 straight games that's what you want you want that you want that he can't i mean he just right now he just can't play and, and i'm telling you right now with the depth on this team there's there's no way in hell there's there's so many better guys than him why would you give him any chance like it's just not even the guys who don't produce all that much like no sick and those guys at least they don't kill you like yeah. those guys look like they belong mm-hmm. anyway. Like you no know, second penalty kill, and Felino's knocked in a couple, played much better, and you know Lauko is you know at least doesn't kill you, you know. And, yeah, and I mean, Stadnika does. Stadnika is a center, and right now, are you playing them over Bergeron, Krejci, Coyle, or Nosek? You're not. No, no, you know. So there's yeah. better options there, and until until or if one of those guys gets hurt, or you know Nosek is terrible all of a sudden. Um, right. You know, and Nosa kills penalties for you. Stanik is not going to get in. And no. and honestly, right now, I would play Beecher before I would play Stanika. Just because Absolutely. I think Beecher gives you more, you know, penalty killing, size, speed, you know, right. a little bit more, more yeah, yeah, physicality. Yeah. Uh, so I would I would put him above yeah. Stanika too. So yeah. now Stanika is maybe your sixth center. So... Right. I'm not, and you could always put Frederick at center too. So maybe he's your seventh center. So I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not giving Studnika a chance anytime soon. He's going to have to do uh, a lot of work to, to win that, you know, win, move up in that, you know, spot and, and get a, get a chance again. 
you know, he's not, his makeup is not a fourth line guy. His makeup is a top six center, but he's not good enough to do that. So you can't just throw a guy like Sadik in the fourth line. He doesn't play a heavy game. He doesn't play physically. He doesn't, he doesn't do the things you need in a fourth line. So it's not like you can just throw him in there and say, okay, can't play the first line. Can't play the second line. Can't play the third line. All right. Throw him on the fourth line. It doesn't work that way because that's not his makeup. You're not going to get what you need from a fourth line center from Stadnicka. What would be a better scenario if he was like a second line center and played to it? Like that's that's kind of what he has that, that kind like Mike Riley on a third third pair. Same situation. Like Mike Riley's not a third pair makeup type of guy. Like he's not going to be wicked physical and all that stuff. He's more of an offensive guy. Like I just I think that guys can't play certain aspects of the lineup because of their overall makeup and how they play. And Studnicka is a classic case. He's not a fourth line center. So if you put him out there, he's not going to hit. He's not going to play a you know a heavy grinding game and he's going to look bad. And then he's going to go and then he's not going to, he's going to get scratched because he's going to play eight minutes. So it's, it's to the point now where he's just not talented enough to play. He's an AHL top six center. Like that's what he is. So let's, let's move on. Like seriously, like he's, and he's a second round pick. It's not like he was the 12th overall pick in the draft in your, or, or, it's not like he came in like Jake DeBrus gangbusters early and then faded. And now you're like, boy, you know, we, we just, we pray for the day we get the old Stadnicka. He never really did anything. No. So, so it's, 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 it's not that either. So I, I, I just don't it, it, look, he's just, and I know you need a center down the line. He's not it. No, he's, he's just not it. You got to find somebody else. Um, all right, and bender number two, another Jack, Jack Edwards. I'm a bender. <laughs> I'll tell you what, and I don't, you know, at first I did something. I have a love hate relationship with Jack Edwards. I'm putting it out there. I, I at times he drives me mental. It's at times I'm just, and I think it's a, it's a, it's the different day of the week. Like some days I'm not in the mood for him. Yeah. And some yeah. days I can. I'll have all the jolly happy shit that he gives me. Like I'll take it all in. And some days I just can't do it. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Like honestly, but it's like your younger brother. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he's, he's goofy and he's, and he's careless and he, and he drives you crazy, but you still love him. You yeah. Know what I'm saying, yeah. He's now your, he's your, he's your guy. He's still he's your guy. Yeah. Still yeah. our guy. But, but yeah, I'm with you 100%. Brutal right now. It's like weekend at Bernie's when he's sitting in the booth there. Like they had McAvoy, Brickley asked all the questions essentially. And and Edwards just sat there looked like they were propping him up. Like I don't know what the issue is, but it just looks like he's half dead. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like I don't understand what's happening. I don't either. It's, I, it's, I it's just bad. I I feel like he might, I feel like he has like a medical issue or something cuz he's yeah. messing words up and yeah. and uh, I mean, he is getting up there in age. I didn't realize that he was 65, but he is. Yeah, he's, he's 65. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's older than I thought he was. Yeah, I um, me too. So, yeah. you know, maybe he's just, you know, it's getting a little old age. You know, he's getting a little past his prime. Um, yeah. You know, it might be time for him to, uh, you know. Right off, it the, seems like he right off like into he the sunset quickly. Like there was a health issue. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like he aged in a yeah. hurry. Yeah, like it, it went from 50 to 65. Right, like in a year. Mm-hmm. And um, there are times when he'll just go on it. Like he used to go on the tangent, and then eventually you get what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Now he goes on the tangent and gets lost. 
and you're yeah. like, okay, or stumbles, and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, so I think they, and so many people mention it on social media that I bet you the team has to do something about it. The team has you know to I mean? be aware of it at yeah. least. They have to be. Yeah, they have to be. And I would be, I would be surprised if he was back next year. I really would be. I would, I would be surprised. But hopefully he's okay. Like, I, yeah, yeah. But I, but, but man, it's. It's getting to be, and it's every game. It's getting to be tough to listen to. Um, and then <laughs> Bender number one, another Jack, Jack Squat. A bender. <laughs> <laughs> no real number one Bender, but the team is exceeding expectations and playing well, so we're not going to throw a number one Bender in there. That's nice of us. Yeah. yeah. Jack Squat. Jack Squat. Yeah, we needed the, the Matt Foley. Uh, yeah, we need the, we got all the Jacks in there. Jack, the Jack, and Jack. Yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Sednicka, Jack Edwards, and Jack Squat. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Bruins, Benders, power rankings for this week. And uh, coming in at number seven, Florida enters the power rankings at four, two, and one. Uh, number six, Dallas drops three spots. They've lost consecutive games to Ottawa and Boston. Uh, number five, Pittsburgh is brand new in there at four, two, and one on a plus nine goals differential. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes are at four. They dropped three spots. They are four, one, and one. They essentially, there are other teams so hot that they essentially lost one game and dropped three spots. Uh, Calgary is at three. They dropped one spot. They're five and one and pretty good. Yeah, they are. Um, number two, Vegas. They creep up four spots. They are six and two and plus 10 goal differential. The most in the league tied with Boston, who's number one. I think this is the first time Boston's ever been number one in our, our Bruins Benders power rankings. It is the first time. And we there's been a few times that we've wanted to put them in that spot, but mm-hmm. every single episode last year they lost on fucking Tuesday nights. Yeah, they so <laughs> they would always lose and then we couldn't put them in the fucking spot. Right. So six and one plus ten goal differential. They move up three spots for number one. Are your Boston Bruins and the Bruins Benders power rankings? Now it's time for Smitty to give us the Bruins Benders power less rankings. The power less rankings brought to you by uh, people that suck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number 30, the Anaheim not so mighty ducks with a minus 14 goal differential, which is worst <laughs> in the league. And tell you, they um, gave the Bruins all they could handle. They that was did. a, you know, a tight they little did. game there. Yeah. Uh, 31, the Vancouver Canucks. I think they just, again, blew another multi-goal lead. Uh, they blow all the multi-goal leads. They do not have a win. They are 0-5-2. And, two. and uh, you know, just, just... The fans weren't happy with them the last game. Like, they blew a lead, and it was booing, and there was, like, some real bad... Yeah, I think I think they were like shirts, like jerseys yeah. thrown onto they were the ice. Jerseys on the ice. Yeah, that's what it was. It, it yeah. was like I don't want to wear this anymore. You guys no. are embarrassing me. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's yeah, not that's good. Like, that's not no. good at no. all. Uh, and number thirty-two, your Montreal <laughs> Canadiens are three and four. Uh, not nearly the worst team in the league, but they've lost two in a row. Yeah, um, which is it. which is you know nice to see. Yeah, uh, and, ex- their, and their retro jerseys suck. And their retro so. jerseys stink. So yeah. there you go, number 32, the 3-4 and four Montreal Canadiens, the yeah. worst team in the league. Yeah. 
The only powder blue I want to see are the, are the St. Louis Cardinals old school, like you have the Ozzy Smith. Oh, I love it. Or the or the Philadelphia Phillies. I could do like a Michael Jack Schmidt. Oh, you gotta you gotta go yeah, San Diego, San Diego Chargers powder blues. Yeah. Those oh, Sandy Gochard. Yeah, those are nice. Too. There those you are go. nice. There you go. Absolutely. Um, all right. We had two polls this week on the uh, social medias. We did. Uh, first, uh, Nick Felino, will he score 20 goals? And we had uh, 58 votes. Well, uh, top choice was, whoa, take it easy. Or yes, <laughs> or no, or too early to tell. And guess what had the most? Take it easy. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 47%. Wow. Nick Felino. Nick Felino is uh, going to screw around and get 20 goals this year. Yeah. So if you're looking, if you're a, uh, a degenerate gambler and looking for a prop bet, Nick Felino at 20 goals is the way to go. 47% said yes. 26% said, whoa, take it easy. 15% said too early to tell. And only 12 said no. Only twelve. So people uh, people are expecting a rebound from from uh, from Fliggy. Looks yeah, like Fliggy with Fliggy with, uh, and it was nice. We saw the video today online that uh, AJ Greer had his two goal game and be, um, behind the B there. Yes, I did and see then that. He gave the puck to Fliggy who had his five hundred five hundred point the same so that night. Was, that was really nice. Yes. five hundred points to Fliggy. That's nothing to shake a stick at. No, That's... he's had a he's had a very good NHL career, and yes. uh, he should yes. be. Should be proud of it, and uh, we're happy to see him, uh, you know, having success this this uh, this season so far. Without a doubt, and we hope it continues on yeah, the fourth line. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, all right. And our second poll was: What would you do with Jack Stanicka? And the first choice was send to Providence. Second was scratch for a couple of games or seek to release or trade. Ninety-one votes. There was a tie for first. 40% each send to Providence or seek to release or trade only 20% want to scratch for a couple of games. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm on that. I'm on that train. I'm on that. I'm on that train. I'm on the uh, seek to release or trade at this point. Like just, just send them through waivers. If someone takes them, God, God bless America. Um, if not send them to Providence and just let them play there all year long. I mean, I don't, Unless there's like four injuries. Like yeah, unless there's injuries. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's right now. It's just not. It's not working out. It's not working out for Justin Nicka, and people are still. It's it's amazing that it seems to be to me the same people. You know, hang on to the old prospects. Here's what I think about the old prospects. There's that old guard of prospects: Lauko, Steen, Stadnicka. There was um, you know, Bleed, Bjork. All those guys are the old guard. Yeah. Most of them are gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but the, we're trickling down to the last couple. The new guard is, you know, Beecher, Mikulov, Lysel, you know, Harrison, you know, Lowry, those guys, you know, the, the, I see we're moving on to the new prospects, like the old group. It's just, there's not much there. The new group is where this team really needs to hit on. Three or four of them, yeah. to be quite honest with sure. you. They really do. So that's what, what people should be looking for. All right, the week ahead for the Boston Bruins on October the 27th versus Detroit at home. And then they start this road trip on the 28th, back-to-back games. Uh, didn't do so hot the last time. At Columbus on the 28th and then November 1st at Pittsburgh. And that may be the game where you see Brad Marchand make his debut this season. That would be that would be exciting. 
I would be be all for that. Detroit's going to be a tough game. Uh, Columbus will be a tough game because it's the second night of a back-to-back, and you have to go on the road. And then Pittsburgh's been playing really well. So yeah. it's uh, it's not an easy little stretch they have here, and but uh, hopefully they can continue uh, with their winning ways. Absolutely. I mean, Sid, Sid Crosby at 11 points. Um, so he's off to a good start, four goals, seven assists. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittsburgh has a plus-nine goal differential, so they've been scoring goals. I think they scored at least – at least six the first three games or so of the season. Yeah. And if they, they can score goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that will test the, def- the defense of the, uh, of the Boston Bruins for sure. So it'll be a big, a big eight games here because then after that, you got the Rangers are in there. you got the flames and blues, I think coming home at the, af- at the end of that, it's always tough to play at home after a, a road swing. Yeah. So that game's a tough one. Uh, so there's a there's a really difficult stretch here. If they get Marshan back, it's helpful, obviously. Um, but they need to you know continue to try to get as many points as possible for when McAvoy comes back, and then they can they can uh, you know make a good run. Um, all right, go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. We are now on TikTok at Bruins Benders Podcast. And now you can listen to the Bruins Benders Podcast on all platforms, including Amazon Music. Please rate and review on Apple. Subscribe and follow on whatever pl- podcast platform you listen on. We're also on YouTube. Check us out there. And uh, it's been a great week for the Bruins. Hopefully it continues this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.